Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. The Audio Vault on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds. 225-2121 or online at mybestbailbonds.com. It is the Blitz here on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. He is Joe Reinagel. I'm Jason Menix. Live out of Texas Cheer Liquor number six, which is Evans and Bulverde Road. We are here until 6 o'clock tonight. You want to come by here for a couple of reasons. One, uh, must be present to win, but we've got Spurs, Rockets, lower-level tickets to give away for Friday night at the Frost Bank Center. That's incredible. Yeah, but you can also, if you mention that you're listening to us on the Blitz, well, there's all kinds of great samples that you can have. If you mention the Blitz, you will get a sample of Old Forester Birthday Bourbon. Now, you can sample it. You cannot buy this bottle. And you probably wouldn't want to anyway. Well, it, it, it retails for between $1,500 and $1,800. Right. So most people probably aren't going to walk into Texas here and buy that. But you can sample it today. And I say most people because if you ever go over to Indy Kalu's house, he's got three bottles in his liquor cabinet uh, as we sit right now because that's all he drinks. Indy Kalu <laughs> joining us now on the Buyer's Barricades at Guest Line. Indy, how's your, how's your day, man? If I ever buy a bottle of liquor for $1,500, it better give me a lap <laughs> and light my cigar when it's over because that's crazy. But yeah, I'm better do a it. lot I'm more than it. that. Um, that is uh, uh, all right, Wow. I mean, you're an NFL guy. You're a real estate uh, empire Tycoon. guy in, yeah. in Houston. I know that you've got expensive bottles at, at, at your house right now. $1,500 for you for a bottle is nothing. <laughs> Mad Dog 2020, $3.99. <laughs> that's, that's what I roll with. Th- Thunderbird. He's the cheapest <laughs> rich guy I know. He's not lying. <laughs> <laughs> what is all said and well, done, you have the same effect. <laughs> well, hey, if you're thinking of something for Minix and I, though, for, you know, for Christmas, ND. Uh, we could talk to the folks here at Texas Cheer Liquor, and they'll hook you up. That'd be great. We appreciate it. Yeah, Old Forester, not the Mad Dog. <laughs> yeah. 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 Save, save the Mad Dog for Rudy J. and Rob Thompson. <laughs> so, Indy, first and foremost, did you uh, were you disappointed last night? You, you know, it, yes. I'm not going to lie, because I felt like the Astros were on the verge of being talked about as a dynasty, you know, realistically being talked about as a dynasty. I still think some people will argue that you can talk about them in those terms, but I felt like if they could have put together somehow another run and win a World Series, we're talking dynasty. And now with that loss, it's just it's just a great run. I, I don't know. I mean, I think it's still a bit of a, a, a dynasty, but I think so. What, what, what I don't understand, and I mean – you played in the NFL for, for more than a decade. How does a team lose that often at home when they're good? I mean, the idea is when you're home games and split on the road, you're going to have a really good season. How do you lose that much at home? That's such a great question. And when you talk about the talent, when you talk about the manager that they have, I, I don't think there's a real answer to it, but I do feel like they really got up 
for the road games. They really got up when people booed them, when people were yelling and calling them cheaters. But, man, that that's <laughs> such a – I'm still scratching my head trying to figure that one out, how such a great team uh, with the support of the city plays so poorly at home, but they're so dominant on the road. Well, I mean, both of those teams, nobody won at home, which is just crazy. You know, that that just doesn't happen very often. But you mentioned the managers, Indy, and, and when you look at both of those managers, old school guys, both of them, both with storied careers. I mean, I, I, th- I don't think people are talking enough about uh, watching those two guys in action. The players are great. You're going to watch them and cheer for them. But, man, those two managers, uh, it was just two legends down there. You know, I'm glad you brought that up because I feel like there's this disrespect for all the older generation. And I'm not even talking about my generation. I'm talking about guys in their 60s, 70s, and we forget how much we can learn from them. And, you know, when you talk about Dusty in his 70s, and I believe the other guys in his late 60s, if I'm not mistaken, I mean, those are guys that can teach you something. And you're right, too. There's not enough being said about them. When Dusty was brought in, you know, he was a crisis manager. <laughs> like, you know, the Astros yeah, yeah. Uh, were dealing with branding issues and not just what was going on on the diamond, on the bump. So, you know, he really had to steer the ship during some stormy weather. So you're right. I don't think there was enough said uh, about both of those guys. But since I'm here in Houston, I'll focus on Dusty. The thought was, oh, they're already talented. They have Altuve. It's going to be an easy job. That was not an easy job. There, there needs to be more said about what Dusty Baker has done for the Houston Astro organization. Yeah. Yeah, he was the right guy yeah, for the job at the time uh, after A.J. Hinch was forced out for sure as we visit with San Antonio Sports Hall of Famer Indy Kalua here on the Blitz. Kind of a, a an odd weekend with so many teams on by, six teams on by, including the Texans, including the Cowboys, but a great opportunity to just watch every other game and not focus on one in particular. And it was a weird Sunday in the NFL with so many underdogs winning, so many surprises in the NFL. Indy how do you explain some of what we saw on Sunday, like, you know, the Bears with a quarterback nobody's ever heard of beating the Raiders 30-12, to the Ravens destroying Detroit, New England beats Buffalo. What the hell was going on? Any given Sunday. I believe I've said that old adage, that cliche, every time I've been on y'all's show, but it, it just holds true. The Part of what makes the NFL – by far the greatest sport in the greatest country in the world here in America is the fact that you just never know what to expect game in and game out. And every single game is so important because you're only talking about 17 games. So after about week seven or eight, you know, these things really matter as far as a a playoff seating. But, no, you you just never know. I mean, for Chicago to go out there, and score, you know, 30 points on the Raiders and beat them 30 to 12. Not that the Raiders are world beaters, but, you know, Chicago's arguably one of the worst teams in the NFL right now. Donta Foreman, who the Texans said, man, hurry up and get out of town. You know, he leads them in rushing and has two touchdowns. And then Detroit against Baltimore, that was supposed to be a good game. And then um, Lamar Jackson goes out there and says, hey, let me show you all my John Elway impersonation because he was just in that pocket just dropping dimes. So I just think it's just such a great league, a great sport. You just never know. what uh, New England and Buffalo, that's the other one, right? <laughs> um, yeah. New England beating Buffalo and Josh Allen, who's one of my favorite quarterbacks, uh, just getting beat by Mac Jones and company. I, I just think that's part of the greatness of the NFL. 
You know, that, that is what's great about it. And then you could throw in last night, too, with San Francisco and Minnesota. Uh, and when you look at a team like San Francisco, Indy, I, I, I'm curious to hear what you think about them. They destroyed Dallas, and now they've lost two in a row. It, it, it's, it's, does that happen sometimes where a team is just so much better at home than they are on the road? So much better at home and, and so much better just week in and week out, where one week you just look awesome and I don't know if you start uh, believing the press clippings, but you're right. They, they looked unbeatable against Dallas. And then last night uh, against uh, Minnesota, uh, you, you know, they just couldn't get it right. So, again, I'm just going to repeat myself with what I'm saying, and I'm trying to find different ways of saying it. I just feel <laughs> like the teams are so good and there's so much talent in the NFL. In the NFL for all the negativity uh, that people have said about the NFL in the past, I think they have it right. They get it right with how they're able to spread their talent around and keep the teams pretty close as far as their rosters and uh, the difference in talents on each roster. But, yeah, I mean, and, and Brock Purdy finally look, is looking like a guy that wasn't a high draft pick where the 16 games before that, you know, he looked like he should have been a first-round pick. Is that more of Brock Purdy, now there's plenty of film on him, or if that's Brock Purdy without – Debo Samuel and some of his other weapons. Yes, <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying like <laughs> the both, all of the above. Well, like and, and I, I think is, I think it might also be fair to say that San Francisco just come out on fire. Did they peak too early? Where you look at a team like Philadelphia, while they were winning games early, they were kind of ugly, and then they look like the Eagle team we certainly expected to see all season against the Miami Dolphins on Sunday night. It, no, and that's you know I, I kind of like what you said as far as starting so early or excuse me hot early even Kansas City didn't they lose their first game and now they yep. had this uh, great run so I, but here's the thing I still think San Francisco is a quality team I still think the San Francisco 49ers can literally beat any team on any given Sunday or Monday night whenever they play but what we're seeing is we're seeing that there's no perfect team out there there's no unbeatable team out there. And outside of the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs now, and I feel like I'm forgetting maybe one. Because if you would have asked me three weeks ago, I would have thrown Miami in that bunch. <laughs> but yeah. now it's like outside of Philadelphia, Kansas City, and I feel like maybe there's one other team that I'm ignoring. But with Buffalo losing the way they lost, those are the only two teams where you really feel like if you had a power ranking, it's those two teams and everybody else. Well, indeed, when you go into a season, and the season's long, I mean, obviously there's 17 games, 18 weeks, when you hit the midway point, which we're approaching, is I mean, it, it, is it, do you hit a wall sometimes and just have to regroup and, and, and get back going? How does that work as a pro football player? You know what you do, and the easy answer is, hey, you're a pro, figure out a way to get out of it, and that's what you do. You figure out a way to get out of it. But the, the good coaches, one thing that – um, Coach Kubiak did, and maybe this isn't a good example considering we went 6-10 and 10 the year we did this, but <laughs> the one thing that he did that I thought was cool, and we didn't do this in Philadelphia, but after four weeks, every four weeks, he literally would just change up our schedule. So after four weeks, um, you know, we had our first defensive meeting at 7 a.m., he, he, he did the walkthrough first, and then we had the meetings after, just so we didn't get stuck in that rut. So I always thought, I was like, huh, that's pretty cool. But now that I'm thinking about it and saying it, 
maybe it wasn't a good idea because in Philly, that's when we went to the Super Bowl and we never did that. And in Houston, we did it. And even though I thought it was good, we, we never had a winning season. But all jokes aside, I, as a player, I appreciated that because even though when you look back, it goes by quickly, when you're in it, when you're in the midst of it, it does feel like a long season. And to just kind of change it up, uh, put a little tweak to it, it did kind of help us get through those four weeks at a time. Because we always I thought of it can't. as like four weeks. Yeah, I, I can't get over 7 a.m. meetings. Uh, that, that, that's, that sounds brutal. That sounds awful, 7 a.m. meetings. The great Indy Kalu joining us here on the Blitz on 94.1. San Antonio Sports Star by last week after that nice win over New Orleans. Carolina winless coming up. Tampa Bay, uh, I don't Who know. Knows, I, right? I, I mean, yeah, I don't know what to make of Tampa Bay. Are they good? They're bad? I can't say they're struggling, although they lost their last one uh, over, over over the weekend. The mindset of a D'Amico Ryan's coach team coming out of his first bye week, at least they go into the bye on a win. What's the the vibe in Houston right now, or is it a great time with the Astros in the LCS for the Texans not to even be playing because nobody would have been paying attention to them anyway? <laughs> you know what? I, I don't know about that because the Texan <laughs> fan base, they, they've, they've woken back up and – Look, the Astros are great, and I can't speak for everybody, but this is still a football town. And, again, the Astros are different because they're over the last, what, seven, eight years, they've been a very, very good organization. So I'm not going to sit up here and say that. It's hard for me to sit up here. If they're playing at the same time, there's going to be a lot of back and forth, but I wouldn't be overly surprised if more eyes are on the Texans. And I'm not saying it because of the Texans. I'm just saying Houston is a football town when it's all said and done. But it did work out well with them having a bye week so everybody, even the casual baseball fan, can focus on the Astros. But the, the, the mindset now with the Houston Texans, one game at a time, because those things are headed in the right direction. They're still a team, and even most of the honest fans will, will admit this, they, they're still a team that can lose to one of the worst teams in the NFL, but they can go out there and compete and even beat the best teams out there. So they truly have to take it one week at a time. All right, well, when you you just said one of the worst teams they're going to face this week against Carolina, right? But it is you've got that marquee matchup between the first and second pick in the draft coming up. But look, don't yell at me, Indy, but I'm I'm thinking with that division and the schedule that I just saw that Jason had pulled up, I I'm thinking that wild card playoffs Texans old Fosters samples <laughs> I, t- talk to me and don't, don't yell <laughs> no here's the thing i'm 100 percent with you and i'm okay with that thought as long as what the players don't think that as long as the players aren't sitting there looking at the schedule and saying oh if we win this game you know but lose this game but i'm with you i mean the expectations going into the season was hopefully six wins maybe seven and this won't be a playoff year, but maybe next year. But now I'm 100% right there with you. Why, why not a wild card? And I have to be honest, the AFC South, not the strongest division in football right now. So <laughs> if there's a team that's rebuilding that can still sneak in and win a division, you know, the, the best team or the team with the best record, I don't have this in front of me. You know, it's Jacksonville. I don't need that. It should be it's yeah. Jacksonville Jaguars. And the Texans have already beat them. So – you know, can they beat Indianapolis Colts without Anthony Richardson? Yes. Can they beat the Tennessee Titans, who 
to me, are having a surprisingly worse season than I expected. They absolutely can. So why, and a why fire not? sale, why by not? the way. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, it, it's it certainly seems more possible now than any of us thought in August. And with the Carolina game this week, and be as uh, – Gator BR549 tweets in at Joe Reinigle 210 at Jason Minix. Tell ND the Texans are not on Sunday in San Antonio because Dallas is playing on Fox and Houston is uh, uh, NFC team on the road. We lose that choice. So you're going to have to tell us what happens to that game because Cowboys in a rare noon uh, TV window against the Rams on Fox. The Texans also on Fox. So, yeah, San Antonio is going to go Cowboys. We're not going to be able to watch that game. <laughs> When you say you're not going to be able to, are you saying by choice or they're, they're not even going to be showing it in San Antonio? They're not even – I mean, look, the local Fox affiliate's going to go with the Dallas Cowboys. All day. Wow. Uh, all day, every day, right? So the Texans on Fox, uh, unless you have YouTube or, or uh, uh, the package from uh, – uh, who has it now? Uh, whatever. I mean, you're, you're, the Texans won't be on TV. We'll see highlights. That is sad. So the the people of my great city are going to be deprived of seeing the best professional quarterback in the state of Texas. Yes, they they are. Yes, because because America's team, and they they get Dak Prescott against Matt Stafford. Like, is that a joke? (laughs) That you're promoting Dak Prescott and Matt Stafford? Over C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young, yes, that's 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 true. Over the future, the the best quarterback in in the state of Texas right now versus the number one overall pick. Andy, we talked about you drinking too much before you come on with us on Tuesdays. I mean, we we've had this discussion. You know, HR sent you a video to watch. I mean, you can't do that and say stuff like that. You know better, man. I, I'm always look. Ever since Dak got beat up at that beach party, I've, I've been pro Dak Prescott and always supporting him. But you can't. We, we must not be watching the same game. That for you to think that he's a better quarterback than C.J. Stroud, I, I just I know Jerry Jones must be paying you under the table. At least the Texans right, exactly. are paying me a board. But but I think Jerry Jones <laughs> is sliding you some cash. Oh, you're you're insane, Andy. Always appreciate it, man. Go back to your bottle, your very expensive bottle. <laughs> Mad Dog 2020 coming up. There you go. <laughs> there you go. It's the Blitz here on 94.1 at San Antonio Sports Star is Indy Kalu. And all our guests join us on the Buyers Barricades guest line where they provide traffic control, rental, and sales for San Antonio and beyond.